Welcome to this conversation. I'm your host, Teresa Keller, and my guest today is another Emory & Henry graduate superstar. And when people hear this conversation, they'll think I'm out of my mind because we're going to be talking football. My guest today is the most recent inductee into the Sports Hall of Fame at Emory & Henry. His name is Aaron Brand. Welcome to this conversation, Aaron Brand. Thank you, Dr. Keller. That was, it was quite an entrance, uh, quite a quite a bringing me on, but uh, I appreciate it. I'm so glad to be here with you. Oh my gosh. And I had the joy of seeing you over the weekend and I had not seen you in years. And I am shameless about interviewing people that were my students yes, and you were a football superstar. Aaron, I did not know what a football superstar you were until last Saturday when they said it. Okay. True or false? You were quarterback for four years? Yes, ma'am. True. You won every single home game in football at Emory & Henry for four years. Absolutely, Dr. Keller. I didn't do it by myself, but I, I got a lot of the credit and and I uh, had really good teammates. And uh, yes, but we did. We were undefeated at my during my tenure at Emory & Henry at home. This and we was- led the nation in attendance. That's what I was remembering, that we had a long streak of home victories, like that was a national record yes, for a long time. And then that also our attendance. I never really trusted those numbers, if you want to know the truth. <laughs> <laughs> but at any rate, you couldn't you couldn't question the numbers of the victories. But did you come out of high school as a football quarterback and ready I, to I did. I did, Dr. Keller. I, I'm, I'm, I came out of South Boston, Virginia, Halifax County. And, and before we got to Emory and Henry, we were fortunate enough to uh, win a football state championship. Uh, and I, I played under a guy by the name of Larry Smith, who was, before he got to Halifax, was the head football coach at Abingdon High School. So he's the real reason I found out about Emory and Henry. You know, I, 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 I claim to be somebody that knew a little bit about all the colleges. I just didn't know much about Southwest Virginia uh, being from where we were. Uh, but Coach Smith, Coach Smith, uh, like I said, who was the former Abingdon head coach, uh, said, hey, I got a place for you. And and I came down on my visit, and I absolutely loved it. The, the head coach at that time was Lou Wacker, I reckon. Yes, yes, ma'am. Coach Wacker it, was the head coach at Emory Henry. It is rare for a freshman to start at quarterback. It was very rare. Um I, it was kind of by default a little bit. Eric Montgomery, who was the quarterback right there during during my first year, originally he got hurt. He got hurt midway through the year, and and um, I don't want to say he he was underperforming. He just wasn't he just wasn't all the way healthy. And I had fresh legs and a fresh arm and uh and a and a and a, and a, a positive attitude, and and they threw me out there, and we had some success. Well, darned if you didn't have some success. And I guess did Eric Montgomery was he supportive or was he a little missed? Well, initially, initially, I thought it was a little bit envy, but uh, but after a while, and after he had a chance to kind of see me, you know, see that I could lead the team at that age, and and see that they did have a little faith in me, or a lot of faith in me, especially the coaching staff. I think he kind of kind of got on board a little bit and realized that, you know, that I had a chance to, you know, to to live out the ultimate goal of, of, of our team, which was win a conference championship. So Aaron, just tell me, just tell me, what is it like? And for listeners who are like me, who are fascinated with, what is it like just to know that you're hot stuff like that? 
Kelly, I can't believe you just said that. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I, I don't I don't know if I listen, I just I've just always been a person that could that could get along with everybody. You know, it it was it was it was a little bit of a culture shock coming from where we were to Southwest Virginia. And it was just being around people who weren't used to people who looked like me a lot of the time uh, and just realizing that, you know, they didn't have any ill will toward me. They just wanted to get to know me and I wanted to get to know them and and just just creating positive vibes all the time. I think I think that's kind of where I got my little nickname from, Doc, Dr. Kelly. Oh, just- I know it. Let me say it. <laughs> Let me say it. His nickname was Love. <laughs> I don't How think I that, ever right? called you that. No, you, have, you never have, never have. <laughs> and uh, but just, just, just trying to keep myself in in a positive environment and, and and just trying to improve the culture that I was in in every setting. I had a great time at Emory Henry, and I'm, I don't regret anything about it. Okay, we got to look a little deeper into this yes, because ma'am. two things. First, I'm going to go with you said you weren't there weren't people who were used to seeing people who looked like you. You were here at a time, you graduated in 97, 98. You were here at a time when we did not have a lot of African-American students. And you come to Southwest Virginia and it is all white. So what kind of culture shock was that for you? We were, my high school was pretty diverse, but you know, where I grew up was, wasn't really diverse, but I, you know, I, I, I think the baseball background that I have, Dr. Keller, kind of enabled me to, you know, understand more about different cultures. Uh, and, and, you know, uh, let's face it, back in back in the early 90s, not a lot of African-Americans played baseball, but I, I thought I was pretty good at it. And I stuck it out with baseball in high school and all through the little leagues and and was able to play it at Emory Henry also. And I think that opened some doors for me as far as, you know, culture and uh, just being able to adapt and being able to put myself in a variety of situations and, and experiences. And, and I think it really helped me come into a place like Emory and Henry. Well, yeah, I even forgot to mention baseball. You were the daggone pitcher in baseball. Yes, ma'am. Listen, Dewey Lust put me out there and he he didn't take me out ever. So baseball was was great for me and Emory. It was another it was another situation where there weren't a lot of people that looked like me, Dr. Keller, that played, but none of that ever really mattered to me. All I ever wanted to do was improve everybody's uh impression of people that didn't look like them. Uh whether it was from my, whether it was from black, uh from blacks in and thinking better of whites or whites thinking better of blacks or, you know, whites thinking better of Hispanics or blacks thinking better of Hispanics. I just want to do it. You know, I thought I could change the world. And and I don't know if I did, but I, I know I had a positive influence on Emory Henry College and I'm, I'm forever thankful and grateful. Well, you definitely did. And there is the lesson right there. You know, when we get to know each other, it turns out that lo and behold, we like and sometimes yes, love each yes, other. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. And I if, always believed that. Well, you know, I had a black female student one time dating a white guy, uh-huh. and he told me his family, of course, had all kinds of trouble with that concept, and they just yes, were disowning him. They just couldn't stand it. And he said to me, "I'll never forget it." He said, "I figured it out. The answer to this is when everybody's brown." Yeah, yeah, right, right. <laughs> I mean, that's that that could be that could be an answer, but you know, I just I just I always wanted people just to kind of party in peace, Dr. Keller. You know what I mean? Just kind of hang out in peace because we were going, you know, Emory was such a small community and we had to see each other every day. So to the fact that, you know, that you that some people chose not to get along and some people chose to be, 
you know, a certain way toward people. I just didn't agree with it. So I just, like I said, wanted to just improve every every experience I could be in or every situation I was in. So couldn't change everybody, uh, but but I had a great, I had a, you know, gave great effort trying to. All right. I really still can't call you. I can say I love you, Aaron. I do, but I still can't call you by your nickname. Yes, ma'am. I understand. And I, <laughs> I don't know if I really want you to. I the respect, the respect is gonna always be there. So I I, I think we're gonna stick with, with the Aaron part. So I'm okay, good. well, I would be happy for you to call me Teresa if you could do that. Wow. I don't I don't know. Let me let me uh See give how me, it give feels. Me a little time to think about that, okay? Okay, we'll see how it feels. Yes, uh, you're talking about spreading the love. Mm -hmm. What are you doing now, and how is it that you're carrying on this tradition of bringing people together? Right, right, Dr. Keller. I I was in Charlotte for 19 years, and um and um I um I was the head football coach and assistant athletic director at a couple of different places in Charlotte. Uh, uh, I I took a job in in Columbia, South Carolina, after a bunch of success in Charlotte. I took a job in Columbia, South Carolina at Irmo High School. Uh, Irmo was traditionally rich in uh, rich in, in athletic prowess. It, 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 in the early 90s, when I was at Emory, Irmo was the place to be. Well, it had, it had fallen on some hard times. It had become a Title I school. And what Title I kind of means for those that are listening and may not know, it's just uh, free lunch students. Uh, so they don't come from the best neighborhoods. And uh, so I took, a, I took a job at Irmo High School and – and it was they were they weren't real good before we got here. Uh, that first year was our first losing season that I've ever had in all my years of coaching. And we were three and seven and I vowed to never, never be that way again. So, Dr. Keller, what I did, Miss Teresa or Teresa, I, <laughs> I, I changed the culture and I, I I let some of the seniors go that had that had that remaining mindset of the last regime that was here. And because it just wasn't fitting what we were trying to do. It, it, I, I had to answer a bunch of questions. A lot of people didn't like it, especially the parents of the seniors. Or, but they weren't, you know, they, they, they hired me to, to change it and to change the culture and to change the, you know, to some winning ways what I thought. And, and I, I thought the best way to do it, Dr. Keller, was to start over. And we started over and we took some lumps that first year, but Ever since then, we've been eight and nine, and now we're eleven and zero, ranked number one in the state, and and we're just we're just rolling right now. And uh, so it it benefited in the long run, but for the short term, and and right at the beginning, people didn't agree with it. And and I said, I moved my family down here. Just you got to trust me on this one, okay? I can I can make some things happen, but you got to trust me. And they weren't used to trust anybody because they had, had some their door their doors flying open. Uh, year after year, people were changing, were coming in and out of this job, and you know, mostly, mostly because the district wasn't wasn't keeping people long, and the district is big on you know winning football games, and I understand that, and I wanted that pressure, you know, I had I had done about all we could do in Charlotte, and I wanted a little bit of pressure, some job, some job pressure, so we took the job, and we thought we could turn it around, and and lo and behold, we really have. I love that we. That's the royal we. That means yes, you. Well, <laughs> I have I have I have good people around me and, and it, it took me a while, you know, through some trial and tribulation I, to get good people around me. But I I have good I have good people and more than good football coaches, Dr. Keller. I have people I have good leaders of young men. And, and that's 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 what I wanted. I felt like I could teach 
whoever I brought aboard, you know, my scheme, what I wanted to do football wise, but I couldn't teach them to be good men. And, you know, especially at this late in their life, this late in their lives. So I had to make sure before I brought anybody else new on to this staff that they were good leaders of, of young men. So, and they could understand, you know, a lot of what these teenagers are going through and not just throw them away at the first mistake. So it's been good. My guest today is Aaron Brand. Aaron Brand, I'm going to say it again, another Emory and Henry graduate superstar. I had the pleasure of teaching him when he was here, but he went on to have a career in sports and is now in the Emory and Henry Sports Hall of Fame. Four years as a quarterback and did not lose a single home game. I'm so delighted to have you here uh, with me today, Aaron. While I mentioned the thing about I had you as a student, you were a student of MassCom, and by golly, you you decided that you might want to major in MassCom, but didn't. That is that I do have some regret in that. I playing two sports, and and you weren't dropping the requirements. You were you were a standard, and and you stuck by you stuck by what you had to do. And and Coach Self said, maybe too much, maybe too much, little one. And um, everybody, everybody, everybody in the athletic department, everybody, all the football coaches were had some sort of class down in the King Center. Um, if it wasn't for Eleanor Hudson or Margaret Hudson or Coach Self or Coach Wacker, you know, all those were involved in athletics and they had uh, and they had classes. So they recommended, you know, kind of without your knowledge, Dr. Keller, that I may switch a little bit and. But I, I enjoyed everything about MassCom. I just didn't know if I didn't know if I looking back on it, I know I could have done it, but I didn't know if I was mature enough at that time to 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 accept everything that you required. Um, and that's that's no shade to you. I just I just wasn't quite ready. I I loved everything about it. I loved the I loved being in front of the camera. I loved doing the skits with Malik. I loved your classes, but they got hard early. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, hey, excuse me. I mean, you are someone who yourself at this point understands about having high standards. Yes, ma'am. Yes, So that's what you do with your players, I'm sure. That's right. That's right. And it took it took me it took me a minute to 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 gain that maturity and and to gain the, you know, that the the confidence that I could do stuff like that other than athletics. You know, I didn't always have confidence that I could do every every other thing besides playing ball. I knew I could play ball. And I knew that if I could dribble or pitch or throw, I knew if if the requirements were that, I'd be good at it. I didn't know I could be good at MassCom. But, I mean, I, in hindsight, you know, we wish we would have stuck with it some more. Uh, but, you know, we didn't. And I guess that's, you know, that's a regret of mine. But, um, you know, it's it's not over, Aaron. You may be hosting some sports TV show before it's all well, said Dr. and Kelly, done. Well, Dr. Kelly, you know, to, to, I did. I had my own TV show in Charlotte. It was called it was called Queen City Overtime, and it, it aired every Sunday night at eleven thirty during football season. And what I would do uh, with the guy with the anchor Phil Orban, he would bring me on every Sunday night, and we had a thirty minute t- television show, sports show about talking strictly about the Carolina Panthers. What they would do is during the Panther game, they would send me plays to dissect and I would come on to the t- to the sports show and we would talk about the Carolina Panthers for 30 minutes. And, and I hated to leave that, but you know, I, we got a good job down here in Columbia that paid a lot of money and, 
that was one of the things that I hated most about leaving North Carolina, leaving Charlotte, was leaving my television show behind because they had faith in me after a couple of interviews that I did post-game. They were like, this guy's got a little bit of personality. He's got a little bit of something about him. Let's see if we can start off with a 15-minute segment. Well, then it turned into a 30-minute segment after, you know, I ended up doing about three years worth of it. Okay, Aaron Brand, I'm still trying to advise you. You take some clips from your show in Charlotte and submit them to the sports director at the at the TV station in Columbia. Okay. Okay. Do you think that? Yeah, you think they may would try to try to do something like that? Try yeah. to bring something like that. Well, back? they don't even know what's sitting in their back door until they yes, see your clips. Yes. All right. So here's another thing. Oh, first of all, what did you major in? I ended up majoring in health and phys ed. All right. Well, okay. You know we're not finishing this interview without talking about this. You said you enjoyed working with Malik and his skits. Yes, Let's ma'am. clarify that a little bit. That skit that you're referring to was a film that Malik Redman produced and directed, and you starred in. And that skit, as you call it, got him entrance into film school in Los Angeles. Well, he he was he was talented. Wow. He was so talented, and he was so invested in your in your in your major. He was super invested, and he would bug us day and night. Even you know when when we were out doing stuff or we were busy, he would just continuously bug us because he knew that he had a deadline and he knew he didn't want to disappoint you. And when I tell you, I had a blast being the star of his show. And he kept coming back asking for little stuff that, you know, could enable him to continue to do well in that in that field. And he kept asking me to do parts to whatever films he had. And and it was just awesome. I absolutely loved acting for him. But he required a lot of time just like you did. (laughs) (laughs) And I think he felt some pressure from you. But. Just, you know, just he's one of those guys that that was mature early and and he understood he understood deadlines. He understood responsibility. He understood what he needed to do to make himself make himself better in life because he he was not a front row football player, but he was a good football player. And he understood that, you know, he didn't want to go into athletics. He wanted to go into a different field. And he he he's doing right pretty well at it. He is. He, for a long time, but everybody would be interested in this. I think Malik Redman went on to California. He went to film school. He didn't, he decided he didn't want to stay in film school, but he came the post-production supervisor on the long-running TV show, Malcolm in the Middle, and now has his own business. And furthermore, after I saw you Saturday, I got in touch with him. I am determined to get my hand on that video that you (laughs) starred in. And if I do, I'm going to post it on my Facebook page and the radio station page and everywhere else. Yes, ma'am. I hope you do, Dr. And Keller. if you're still in touch with him, you tell him, go find that video. He I will. He, he has he, it. He texts me right after the Hall of Fame. I guess you must have, because I know he doesn't hear as much about Emory Henry as he would like to, but he loved the place, too. And uh, he texts me Sunday Sunday afternoon once I got back and just 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 congratulated me on, on my 100th victory as a head coach and, and congratulated me on the Hall of Fame induction. And it was just 
it was it was a, a beautiful text that he sent me, and I'm so appreciative for. And I'm determined to get both of you here at the same time next year at homecoming is my plan. yes, ma'am. So put yeah. it on your calendar. And Aaron, let's talk about you mentioned your family. Let's start with your childhood family at uh, the Sports Hall uh, of Fame. You said to the crowd there, you grew up without a father in your home. I did. So, I did. But you obviously had some role models somewhere. Tell us about your childhood. Well, I um, we I grew up in Roxboro, North Carolina, and and we were we were we were in and out of places, and we didn't we didn't we didn't have a lot of stability. Um, I didn't really, I didn't really have a, a male in the house. Mom worked third shift, so from an early age, my brother and I were kind of. You know, we were kind of latchkey kids and, you know, we, we we had to wake ourselves up to go to school and and mama did everything she could to to make sure that we had all the necessities and all the stuff that that made us seem like we were rich. But we didn't have a lot, Dr. Keller. And and I didn't know that that we didn't have a lot until, you know, I started playing stuff like baseball because that's when I started being around different cultures. And so I I. I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to make this sound weird, but you know, I the different cultures had a little bit more than we had at that time. But um, my brother, uh, while Mama was gone and while Mama was at work and while Mama was trying to put some food on the table, he was the guy I looked up to. He was the guy that that ran the that ran the fort, so to speak. He um, he kept he kept us in line. He didn't. I didn't ever get in any kind of mess in school. I didn't ever get in. You know, and I had every opportunity to act out. Uh, I just didn't. Uh, my brother, my brother is the key cog to, to, you know, me staying on on path to do well. Uh, and I, I, I owe him a lot. I owe my mom a great deal. Um, it was just, we were the first, like I told you, we were the first big three. You know, you you look at all the all the NFL and NBA teams and they got three big guys that really make the difference. And, you know, we had, I had three people in the house that really made the difference. It was just us the entire time until I left for Emory and Henry. And then it was mom and my brother and my brother moved out and he got married and then it was mom, but my brother checks on mama all the time and she's, she's at everything important. And, and uh, so I'm just so thankful for those guys, for those two people, especially I didn't, we didn't have a lot though. We didn't have a lot, but she made us feel like we had the world. And I got to meet her. She was yes, here Saturday. You had an uncle here. Yes, and now we make the transition to the current family, uh -huh. your wife and uh -huh. your superstar athlete son. Tell us yeah. about your family. Well, I, Patrice is a principal at a, at, a, at a local high school around here. And AJ, AJ is the number one quarterback in South Carolina presently prep quarterback. Um, he's had a great campaign. Who you didn't get to meet was my daughter. And she is 13 going on 35. She, <laughs> is, uh, she is a she is a hoot. You hear me? She uh, she cheers competitively. She plays basketball, but she's a track girl. And um, she is she takes after her brother and has outstanding academics and and she does it the right way so far. So what far, is her I, name? Her name is Peyton. Peyton Love Brand. Her middle name is Love. <laughs> love and she it. is P P A E D Y N. So okay. it's, a, it's a little different. Not Peyton like Manning, but P A E D Y N. <laughs> okay. and Got it. She, she is cool as cool as being so. Well, I don't know whether we can get her here or not. I didn't get to meet her, and I'm sorry about that, but I met your son, and I said something to him about 
like uh, we need to get you to come to Emory and Henry. And I think he looked like, looked at me like I was an alien. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> he had a good time. He had a good time. So let's not let's not put that out of the equation yet. So he and he likes daddy a lot. So we'll see. <laughs> All right. Well, um, what should I be asking you that I'm not asking you, Aaron? Just, um, you know, what am I going to do in the next couple of years? You know, I I, I have um, I have 25 years in. Uh, teaching and coaching well 2021 20, teaching uh uh but 25 years in coaching and you know I'm one day I'm gonna buy Winnebago and just go watch AJ play um, oh wow I'm just, to, I'm just trying to and watch pay watch page here or watch pay run track I'm just gonna I'm gonna do something where I can where I can re relax a little bit I've been on the go Dr. Kelly ever since I left Emory Henry College and Emory Henry College prepared me so much for the world I, I, you just you have no idea, and I well maybe you do, maybe you do because you've seen this over and over and over again. But it prepared me so much, and I uh, I feel like there's nothing that I come across nowadays that I hadn't seen before, you know, at some point or another. So and I and I credit a lot of that to to my to my uh, academic institution, my undergrad, and it's just um uh, it, it really taught me a bunch of good things. So well, Aaron, you know you you told me the pay range. I was thinking we could get you back here as a coach at Emory and Henry, but Lord have mercy, you make so much money down there. What has that money. been like for you? It's, uh, weird, weird, because go from none to some, and I, I, I don't know, I don't know what to buy or anything like that. Um, you know, I don't want a new car, I don't want a lot of new clothes because we wear, we wear, you know, Irmo gear all the time. So, um, you know, just trying to invest some stuff and trying to, you know, leave some stuff behind for for my kids one day and their kids and um, just trying to, just trying to be smart with it. I, I, I don't do anything reckless or spend any reckless money, uh, but money's not anything to me. I like I said, I'm, I'm, it is good, especially when you didn't have any, but I don't, I don't need it. I don't need it. That doesn't, that doesn't bring me happiness. What brings me happiness is, is seeing this family just kind of, you know, seeing my kids, especially just kind of flourish and uh, just have just have great experiences and have have some things that 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 I didn't have. You know, I thought I had these things, but I really didn't. Uh, and just being able to give them a different type of life and um, at the same time, still be stern and keeping the morals and values that my mom and brother invested uh, instilled in me. So, oh, boy, uh, you said the word stern. I'll just bet you you demand nothing. But can't, what happens if they bring home a bee? Uh, listen, their mama, their mama takes care of a lot of that because she is, uh, she's a principal and she, she would have to hear it, you know, especially from baby girl more than I would, uh, you know, from, from her teachers or her, her coaches or something like that. But, uh, you know, I kind of, I kind of handle the athletic side, you know, of, of, of the kids and, and mom kind of handles the academic unless I kind of need to step in, but, uh, it's gone well so far. What classes do you teach? I forgot to ask that part. I, I don't. <laughs> you are a full-time coach. Yes, an athletic director. I have a weight training class, but um, and it's it's got a lot of our football people in there. But um, you know, I have I have a lot of duties around the school, so that's that's where you know that takes up a lot of time. So I I wouldn't have time to teach, but uh, you know, I have to I have to I have to be kind of a big uh, the face of the school. I have to be around the school a lot. You know, so and I, 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 I relish in that, and I, 
I, I expect that from myself and this school expects that from me also. Well, silly me, when I was trying to schedule this interview with you at the last minute, I thought, oh, gosh, you'll have classes all day and then football practice. And I, I don't have a lot. I, I just just this time of year is busy. And, you know, when when it's not football season, I'm getting stuff ready for other sports, for, for the basketball, for the baseball, you know, making sure the refs and the and the the ticket takers and the concession stand and all, all that behind the scenes stuff that you don't get a lot of credit for, but that is very, very important to other people's success. So uh, people help me during my season and I'm, I'm willing to, you know, or trying to give back as much as I can when I'm not in season. Aaron Brand, my guest yes. today, 19, officially 1998, but finished classes in 1997 recent inductee into the Emory and Henry Sports Hall of Fame with an unbelievable record of success as a quarterback, as a baseball player, and in my heart as a human being. Thank you, Aaron Brand, for being with me. Thank you, Dr. Kelly. You are awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you to the listeners. Thank you for tuning in to WEHC. This conversation you can hear at Wednesdays at 6, Sundays at 2, and you can find it on a podcast, and all you have to do is go play podcast, W-E-H-C, This Conversation. And as of tomorrow night, you can do that, Aaron Brand. Okay, Dr. Podcast, W-E-H-C, This Conversation. Thank you again, Aaron. Thanks, Teresa. Oh, I can't say it, (laughs) but thank you, Aaron. And thank you to the listeners for tuning in and please stay tuned.